This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Yet European solidarity is not a guarantee. You see, condemnations are easy. So is political rhetoric. The question is, how do you back it up? How do you walk the talk? On that, Europe is still divided. On one side is Western Europe, countries like France, Italy and Germany. They're rich, they're influential and they run the show in Brussels. On the other side is Eastern Europe, countries like Poland, the Baltic states. Their finances are modest. They're new entries into the European Union and they play a supporting role in Brussels. Where do these camps stand on Ukraine? The Western camp is all talk. They claim to be supporting Ukraine, but they're still importing Russian gas. They're still speaking to Vladimir Putin. The Eastern camp is a lot more active. Poland has welcomed almost 2 million refugees from Ukraine. Slovakia is offering S-300 missiles. Clearly, the Eastern states are walking the talk. But the biggest difference is on Ukraine's EU membership. It was clear at the Versailles summit last week. Listen in. I think it's extremely important that we as the union could take this decision to, uh, uh, to have a very clear signal that we want Ukraine to join the union. EU accession of Ukraine is something for the long term, if at all, it's not up to the commission to, to assess uh, the uh, membership uh, application and then for the council to take a view on this, but that will take months, maybe years. What explains this divide? Three things, geography, history, and economy. Eastern European states are closer to Russia, so the war has a direct impact on them. More refugees at their border, more weapons on their soil, basically there's more risk. Compare that to Western Europe. They're isolated, insulated from the war rather, which means fewer refugees, fewer weapons, and away from Russia's radar. The second reason is history. Western Europe has a colonial past. Whether it's France, Germany, Spain or Portugal, they're used to invading, not being invaded. Eastern Europe has a very different past. They were attacked by Nazi Germany. Some of them were part of the Soviet Union. So Eastern Europe understands what Ukraine is going through. Hence their support. The third reason is economy. Western Europe is clearly putting money over principles. They want to keep buying Russian gas. They want access to the Russian market. So the likes of Macron and Olaf Scholz keep reaching out. They're still trying to appease Putin at some level. And it's not just about this war. It's about the bigger picture for them. How does Europe deal with bullies like Russia and China? Western Europe prefers concessions. They're not under direct threat, so they don't bother. Eastern Europe prefers a tougher stance. We told you about Lithuania's campaign against China. It's the perfect example. All Baltic states stood up for Lithuania, but Western Europe wanted to avoid conflict with Beijing. This divide makes the EU irrelevant, sort of like a sitting duck. Any decision in the EU needs full solidarity. All 27 members must sign off. And right now, that is not happening, not on sanctions, not on Ukraine's membership, not on Russian gas. It's a crucial moment in the grand European experiment. The idea was to bind the continent together, a single market, a single currency, and in the long run, who knows, maybe a single defense and foreign policy. But with these divisions, that's not happening. And I know what you're thinking. Why is this a turning point for the EU? Why would Brussels invite a war-torn nation on Russia's doorsteps? 
After all, joining the EU means a lot of commitments, open borders, common rules, anti-corruption norms. Ukraine is not ready for any of it. Having said that, Europe offered hope. They said Ukraine was part of the European family. They said Ukraine was standing up for European values. Listen to this. The Ukrainian people are showing immense courage. And a people that stands up so bravely for European values is clearly part of the European family of nations. Well, that's a strange way of treating your family. Right now, Europe wants it both ways. It cannot be seen as abandoning Ukraine. At the same time, it does not want to embrace Ukraine. And where does that leave Kiev? With many friends, but no family.